and we are live. Hello, hello. Hello again. Hello, hello. again. You're oh. the only one that gets involved right at the start. I love it. Well, I'm really enthusiastic now because because I had loads of technical issues before we started rolling. So You're just I, I happy just to be here. I just want to say I'm just happy to be here. You know, <laughs> you could have kicked me. You could have kicked me off 20 minutes. You know, it's 20 minutes late. You could have said, right, f you guys. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about sex with. I don't want to talk about sex with Dom today. He's keeping us waiting. <laughs> So, you know, and, and nobody likes to be kept waiting during sex. So, I mean, anyway, there's a... There's maybe, a, yeah. maybe that's the title for this show. Dom but it's the anticipation as well, isn't it? I don't think anybody's got ever got that excited or anticipated uh, any kind of sex with me, but, but <laughs> who knows? Don't we'll, put we'll, yourself we'll, down. I'm sure that's not true. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it up to the audience. Maybe, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. But guys, it is a pleasure to be back. And I am, once again, I, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for your presence uh, patience in sorting this out with me today that's all right thank you for coming back to see mm. us very very excited to have you back and last episode was an absolute corker and it was so popular as well so the fact that you want to come back and drink tea with us and chat oh, some I, more means I a do. lot oh man i love tea i mean you know you know me well <laughs> enough now i'm a i'm a huge tea fan uh you know i'm drinking my jam on toast yorkshire tea brew oh, which i think i was enough. yeah i was drinking last time i think and I, i've been drinking every day pretty much since i last spoke to you it's a uh, it's you got a like tea. from Yorkshire Tea as well. I, I, I've, I've had many. I've had you many get, likes. You get them all the time, um, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on some kind of sponsorship deal. You know, I'm hoping. You know, I'm trying to <laughs> nice. trying to get nice. trying to get it sorted now, so I can have some kind of sponsorship deal with Yorkshire Tea. You know, so if you're listening to this and you want to support uh, both the Strong Tea podcast and uh, <laughs> and my like various podcasts, whether it sounds fair, <laughs> give me a whole year or wobbling about rocking out. Nice plug there. <laughs> Uh, you can do Yorkshire Tea. I would be, I would be honoured if you would support either of our podcasts. Actually, so if you were, if you were, don't like what you hear today, if it's a bit too naughty for you, you can support your, you can support Strong Tea's work instead. So yeah, you support Strong Tea or support us or support both of us if you have the money. Uh, oh, we love, we love brews. You know, stronger, Not stronger it. tea. I think probably stronger we should call it this. Yeah. A, collab- a collaboration a collaboration i love yeah. it i love it i mean you've kind of i feel like you've kind of introed anyway there but i'm gonna do it anyway just because yeah. anyone that's anyone that hasn't listened to us before is gonna be like what the hell's going on so <laughs> if you haven't joined us before welcome i am katie i am vicky and we are strong tea and our podcast is all about talking about things that we should be talking about more frequently we're trying to open up the conversation about difficult topics taboo topics things that people stick their head in the sand over and this is part of our sex series and who who doesn't enjoy talking about sex really you know everyone loves a little bit of a dabble chatting about sex but before we get into that we know what dom's drinking because dom's thrown himself in right in there with the Uh, sponsorship that's my attitude to sex as well just you know just (laughs) do my best Throw myself in there, give it 110%, which you will it. get from you will get from me today. Whether you like the results, of course, is, is another <laughs> matter, but I will always try my best, you know. I'm I was definitely... gonna say something about bringing jam and toast as well, but we're not gonna oh, go I, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we, we, we can. Uh, yeah, exactly. I am a trier and I will try anything once, you know. <laughs> I will try anything once and we'll get into that in a bit. I'm sure we will. Um before we get into that in detail, Vicky, what are you drinking? Bird and blend carrot cake. Oh, wow, I haven't had that one. Ooh, how it's is it? ever so delightful. Okay, so what's in it? I've, I've had because I forgot. Carrots? Sorry, it is carrots. It's carrots, <laughs> <laughs> carrots, isn't it? Yeah, Roy Bush, which I always 
have I said that right? Rubush, I think. I don't know. Ray Bush sounds like a character in EastEnders. All right, Roy. Or Roy Bush, Roy Bush, the porn star. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It works both ways. If it was EastEnders, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash you, Roy Bush. You know, knock him out or something. In an East End, is it? And it also works in a palm smetting. Like, I'm going to smash you, Roy Bush. <laughs> so, either way, it works, you know? It's like good. East Enders or palm, you know? Or both. Do that sounds like a game? East Enders or porn? It does. Oh, let's start that game on Twitter. From this episode, porn or East Enders. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> it, honestly, I, I have so much fun on these podcasts. I, I, honestly, I love, I love the work you do. And, I hope people check out not just this episode, but the other stuff you've done. I, that's why I do the the brew thing, the brew intro, because I'm well versed. So I was like, I knew it was coming. So I was like, let's promote Jam on Toast Tea. Let's keep going for that. Let's keep going for that sponsorship, Dom. Let's go for it. You know, if if uh, this is just before I let you go, uh, before I stop taking over your podcast, I just want to say if Yorkshire Tea, uh, you know, there's a condition uh, after this podcast and they do listen to it. And the condition is that I use Yorkshire Tea in the bedroom in some well, some form. Mm. If I could bring jam on toast into the bedroom and they would like some photography, some abstract artistic photography. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I'm absolutely down for that, you know. With or without you're... Patrick Stewart, because they have used him in their advert. Oh man, I'll have Patrick Stewart in the bedroom, no problem. <laughs> I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Emma will be down for that too. We're all, you know, Patrick I mean, this, Stewart it's, is it's probably gonna great. have to be a caveat in there about hot hot liquids and you know safety oh yeah yeah, yeah. totally i will everyone will be prepared everyone yeah. will be prepared <laughs> i like it i kind of feel like i don't even need to talk about what tea i'm drinking now but i'm, what going are you drinking? Yeah, what are you? I'm, I'm drinking um bird and blend deck chair dreaming mm-hmm. mm, smells divine Ooh. um and it actually says you'll soon get snooze snoozing with this sleepy time tea which is probably not ideal to be drinking at this time of the day but you know mm-hmm. I'm not feeling sexy then well, no, it's a bit, a bit sort of snoozy, snoozy, sexy, sleepy time. But you know, okay. yeah. so um, it's got chamomile, apple pieces, rose hip, linden blossom, hibiscus, and orange peel. Yeah, what? I feel like that's quite a romantic tea. Yeah, like floral, yeah, like flowery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what was yours again, Vicky? It was carrot cake. It's got Roy Bush. It's got cinnamon. Roy Bush! Roy Bush! I'm going to smash you, Roy Bush. Sorry. I just spat um, my tear out. It went up my nose. Caramelized hazelnut, carrot, nutmeg, mallow flowers. Still don't know what they are. Um, and that's it. And it's You say it carrot flowers? No, mallow flowers. Do you remember when we said about marshmallows growing on flowers? I feel like I feel like that's a sort of an experimental tea. Maybe a, a fetish trying a few oh. new things in there yeah, i feel like that's a i a fe- was a in amsterdam a couple of weeks ago just saying there you go i feel like the jam on tea um t- is the is the sploshes tea you know uh, the the choice of tea i don't know if you guys know about sploshing but it's where <laughs> people people get in a you know a, a sort of a um uh, one of those paddling pools and you know have beans poured on them and stuff and some people are really into that oh. beans beans jelly whatever you know I, i've never done it myself but i feel like jam on toast tea could be used be your by, i feel like i feel like if i if someone wanted to pour lukewarm jam on toast tea on me oh, yeah. while i was naked for some kind of sexual gratification i probably wouldn't be 
invest it yeah you know, do you know when you yeah. said um you know someone gets into a paddling pool and people and I was like where's this going where's this going this is I'm gonna have for a big sensor um sticker across the front oh, no no don't I, I know uh, it's all right we're gonna okay. I'll keep everything I'll keep everything uh not PG obviously oh, because oh, we're, we're, no, not PG. I was gonna say we're, we're, we're all about Yorkshire tea or I am anyway but oh uh, no but, we yeah. are and we actually we actually told a guest off the other day for drinking PG tips oh no way oh man no yeah. oh, oh that's uh, it's disgraceful. Yeah, yeah, it's disgraceful. It's yeah. like if you're going to drink builder's tea, get a proper one, you know? Absolutely. Anyway, anyway. we should dive in. Otherwise, yeah, we're going to so... chat about smutty tea all day, aren't we? So, Vicky, you take over the reins and introduce our fantastic returning guest. Oh, my God. So we are so beyond excited to welcome back our friend, the truly wonderful Dom Smith. A recap for those who haven't heard his previous episode, number 24, go listen to it ASAP. Dom is the founder of Wobbling About and Rocking Out, which promotes disability and mental health awareness. He is a venue accessibility consultant. He works as a journalist in wrestling media. He's writer of Soundsphere magazine, a podcaster, qualified counsellor. I mean, yeah, you pretty much do everything. You've got so many strings to your bow. Dom's previous episode focused on his life with cerebral palsy from childhood to now the challenges the lessons and he shared a lot of the things that as a society we should be more aware of and today is no exception and as Katie said we're continuing our sex series and talking with Dom about sex and disability Mm-hmm. I have no idea where this episode is going to take us. On paper, I know. I'm excited. In practice, I'm really excited to know. So <laughs> we'll put all the censorships up now because, you know, this is going to be a no holds barred, really open episode, which is what we do. That's what we want. That's what we need. So thank you so much for joining us, Dom. And before we dive in, for anyone who didn't listen to the episode or for people that need reminding, could you just explain what cerebral palsy is? So obviously it varies uh, for different people. Um, so weakness of the limbs into and, and, and joints and things like that, and you know, there's obviously again, it it varies so much from person to person. So I have a kind of a, a, a you know a middle style of CP. You know, I deal with a lot of I deal with a lot of pain day to day. I've had operations for tendon lengthening. I've had uh, I've had like snake venom or botulinum injected into me. So I've had lots of different types of operations uh, to enable me to walk. I was in a wheelchair full time till I was 16. Obviously, CP can 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 mean you're in a chair uh, full time. I was very privileged and fortunate to, to have access to physio and access to support when I was younger uh, to to um, to give me the ability and the uh, mobility that I have today, but in short, yeah, it's um, you know, people describe it as a as a weakening of the limbs, um, uh, you know, in terms of you know strength, in terms of uh, obviously it can also affect kind of affects the left side of my brain, for example, you know, and it can affect people in different ways. So uh, again, that is the the um, the most chaotic description of CP that I've ever heard. How I've just described it, but it it definitely varies from person to person. For me, it's um, like I say, it very much affects my my, my ability to move. There's a tight, uh, there's a tightness of tightness in my limbs, uh, tightness tightness in my tendons. Uh, I've had to again, I've had, I've had to have those lengthened. I've had my hips, you know, uh, I've had I've had injections into my hips. I've had all kinds of pain medication most of my life, and um, and again, it would it, hopefully if people listen to this and they can hopefully share their experiences. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's been obviously it's something I've had all my life, and I walk with sticks full time. 
Um, but there's workarounds for everything, which I guess is the 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 theme of today. Will be there are workarounds for everything. You can experience everything um, if you if you um, figure out the workaround for it. So mm. so I have been able to tour uh, tour around the world in a band. I've been able to interview my favorite artists as part of Soundsphere. I've been able to do accessibility and venue work as part of Wobbling Well and Rocking Out. All things that I dreamt of doing as a kid that for, uh, you know, and this applies to sex as well. I was always told there wasn't, there wasn't going to be much of it for me. And it's the same in, in a work, you know, work-related environment. I was always told, as, as you remember me talking to you last time, I was told, you know, from a very young age, I wasn't going to get to do these things. So I'm very fortunate and privileged uh, when we're talking about work and sex, that I've, I've I've been able to try pretty much everything. No, everything I've ever wanted to try, I have tried. Um, and and people that I know that have um, uh, you know, a little bit more mobility issues and a little bit more challenges, uh, I've either I've either had discussions with them or I've you know obviously you know we've we've, we've chatted. And, and again, they have the same ideas. There are workarounds and ways to do things, ways to try things. Obviously, there's great, uh, you know, stores out there and, and, and opportunities now for people to access mobility aids and uh, sexual aids as well. So I think it's a wonderful time to, you know, to 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 be experimenting. And that's obviously what we're going to be talking about today. But but uh, I went off topic there. I think I did, since the last time I talked, did I get my ADHD diagnosis before we last spoke? I think we did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, f- I forget. Time is such a weird thing. But yeah. you have to keep me in check because I, uh, I I waffle on. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited about today. And uh, and like I say, going back to the people with cerebral palsy, if you are listening to this, I, I won't pretend my CP is like your CP. It's very very different. Uh, but again, in general, tightening of the limbs affects affects my left side. Um, means that everything's quite tight and quite painful a lot of the time. Um, and uh, again, you know, some some uh, there's some neurological things that I, I struggle with and things like that, which can also be tied to to, to ADHD as well. But um, yeah, um, so it, again, it affects me differently to how mm-hmm. it's going to affect the next person. But it's been something I've lived with all of my life mm-hmm. and uh, has affected me in many different ways. And we'll discuss mm-hmm. some of those today. Well, I love the phrase, and you said it in the first podcast as well. And you said I have tried pretty much everything, and I yes. was like, ooh. Well, I'm intrigued. Yes. Anyway, we'll come on to that shortly. But in the first episode, again, if you haven't listened, go and listen to it. It's episode 24 and it's brilliant. But you talked about some of the questions that you get asked. You're frequently asked questions. Yes. And it seemed like quite a lot of those were surrounded around the topic of sex and how yes. people make assumptions and they ask you questions. And Vicky and I listened to this and we were like, geez, how stupid are people? But can you, for those of people that haven't listened, just remind us of some of the stuff that you get asked or have been asked that's sort of surrounding your sort of sex life and how offensive it can be? Yeah. So, you know, still, you know, very rarely do I get it now because because I have the wonderful Emma with me, my wonderful partner. Shout out to Emma. Uh, who who is very supportive um, and I've also had some wonderful partners previously as well who've been supportive in that way but I've had uh, people try and pull their partners away from me in clubs and bars because they don't think we're together I've had people uh, you know step in front of me if we're having a dance or we're talking because they want to try and chat my partners up uh, or, or you know my girlfriend at the time up or whatever and just assume that I'm you know that they're just kind of with me to look after me or something like that. Um, I've had various conversations where I've been in a group of people and, and, and when someone will say, Oh, you know, you, you know, this, you're really nice. Uh, which one of these lads are you, which one of these lucky lads are you with? And they'll look at everybody but me. 
you know, things like that. So, so assumptions are made. Um, and this is, a, you know, these are the last sort of 10, 15 years. So fairly recent. Uh, and that's something that, that, uh, that I, you know, I even, even, you know, even people that I call acquaintances and people that I've known a little better have, have asked, have asked questions of my, of my previous partners, you know, I, you know, I haven't asked Emma if she's ever had it in public, but I'm, you know, I know she talks quite publicly about um, in her work about uh, being with someone with cerebral palsy. But, um, you know, certainly previous partners have been asked by acquaintances of mine. So what, you know, how do you do it? Like, what's it like? What's it like not having sex? How do you cope? Or like how, 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 you know, you must have to put in all the work. Oh. You know, is 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 a common is a so oh, do you never get you know and then I've had you know obviously previous partners come back to me and say well actually I had to tell them you do most of the work <laughs> you know <laughs> you know um, you know what 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 is this what is, what is all this CP upper body strength for if nothing else you know what I mean <laughs> um, so so yeah you know so those are some of the things in brief that I do that I do get asked a lot you know is just is just um, you know, those kind of questions. And and obviously, you know, somebody, they might sound innocent. And, and of course, that you know, it's inquisitive in some way. But of course, uh, as we talked about in the first podcast, some of that stuff can really, can really hurt, yeah. you know, can really... Well, why do you think people are so nosy? Why do you think people are... Yeah. Not only have feel the liberty to ask, but why do you think people are nosy about this? Because well, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do it with an able-bodied person, would they? Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. And I can't, I obviously can't comment uh, on, on that. But I think, Vicky, it's a great question because... I, I'm a big advocate for, you know, trying to understand and empathize with people that say these things, you know, you know, when I, you know, one of the most common things is when someone's driving past in a car or, or and it's usually drunk lads in, you know, uh, I've had it in, you know, usually race towns, weirdly enough. So like York and Chester, you know, the, the races every year where, you know, there's people just drunk and, you know, and, and hammered walking around the city streets and usually you go, oh, what are you doing with him, love? You should come be with me. You won't get much out of him. That kind of stuff, and 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 people get really angry on my behalf. Partners get really angry. Friends get really angry on my behalf. And and what I what I tend to do, um, is I tend to sort of try and think of it like, well, maybe they don't have access to education. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe they've not been raised with disability and difference. And back to your question of why do people ask? Because they don't understand it. Because they don't know. And, you know, do you know what I mean? Like how, you know, I think I said it last time, how is someone supposed to understand cerebral palsy, understand disability in a wider context if they've not experienced it? Now, podcasts like this and hopefully wobbling about rocking out and people that I've met out in the world that are very open, you know, in the, within the neurodivergent community, within the, within the disability community about sex and about um, openness in that way, uh, you know, that, that, that spreading awareness. And my only hope mm -hmm. is that people that don't know about it, listen to this podcast and maybe get an insight or listen to another podcast, get an insight because it's all, you know, this is all about spreading awareness. Mm -hmm. So why do people ask those questions? I like to think it's because they're inquisitive and I like to think, you know, maybe, maybe they're ignorant, you know, maybe they are ignorant. Maybe it's a bit mm -hmm. of ignorance. But then hopefully they can be educated and they're, and they're open to that. You know, I can't, you know, I can't do anything after we sit here today. Once this podcast goes out, I hope it, it, you know, I hope it expands people's minds. I hope it inspires questions. If it doesn't, there's nothing we can do about it. Right. But we can we can try and have yeah. this conversation and hopefully it inspires. So so I think in answer to your question, it's about um, it's about a combination could be ignorance, could be just pure inquisitive nature. Mm. Um, because they don't understand and, and again mm. how are you supposed to understand something if you've never experienced it so mm. maybe you know may, you know and like, like I say I know that I'm the first uh, 
person with cerebral palsy that some people have had sex with. So, you know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm all about expanding horizons, less so these <laughs> days. Obviously, I'm very, very happy and very, very happy and very settled uh, with my partner, Emma, but certainly over the last 10 years, and, and I will talk about that, you know, I was, I was um, you know, it was I had some very interesting experiences and, um, and and obviously, yeah, some 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 interesting times. So we'll talk about those. But yeah, I, hopefully that that's a long winded answer to your question mm. there, Vicky. I yeah. apologize for going no, off no. on one there. <laughs> um, it's kind of quite a nice segue into the next um into the next question because you've said that sort of the expectation level was set for you when you were sort of growing up that there probably mm. wasn't going to be a lot of sex. Yes. You know, did you, you know, I suppose as you were getting older and sort of hitting puberty and starting to get those urges were you just mm-hmm. like stuff it I don't care what people say I'm gonna get me a load of sex or were you were your expectations slightly different you thinking am I gonna come up against issues here or are people gonna look at me differently how how was it for you oh how was <laughs> <laughs> not literally yeah that, that... <laughs> Well, no, no, I'll talk about it. So, so, and, and that is another great, you know, insightful question, uh, uh, Kay, and I appreciate that. So it's an interesting one because I've had a lot of friends over the years say to me in my teenage years, because I really came, I really came into my own in my 20s, <laughs> uh, guys. Um, in my teenage years, it was actually a real positive that I didn't have. Well, uh, well, I'll explain what I mean by this. So I didn't have a lot of self-confidence in my teens. I didn't really expect a lot, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I, I lost my virginity at 17, but I but I didn't have a lot of self-confidence um, sort of around that time. And actually, that really has really benefited my long term friendships. I have a lot of female friends. And one of the reasons they're still friends with me and connected with me to this day is because they used to say to me in clubs and bars, I used to get hit on quite a lot. And you were the only person that came up to me and had a real conversation. I've had that two or three, four or five times in my life where because I didn't expect anyone to find me attractive i went and i spoke to people and i just i just wanted to have a conversation and i still do obviously and having cp you know having that empathy has has enabled me to continue that i've got a lot of you know great friends who again people like oh oh you you know what what are you trying to what are you trying to do there mate oh you're so you're so smooth and i'm like no i'm just trying to have a conversation and it's about that empathy, you know. So I think so I think that was a real positive. I think in my in my 20s, as I got older and I realized that, you know, especially because I was going to bars and clubs and I was the only person back then. There's much more now, much more difference neurodiversities and disabilities I see in clubs and bars these days, which is wonderful. But back then, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, I was the only person who who was, you know, who was out in local scenes in places like Hull, York, Leeds. Sheffield, basically the wider Yorkshire area. And I was going to a lot of these alternative clubs, you know, that sort of that also, you know, were connected to, you know, fetch clubs and things like that, you know, just because the goth scene that I was in, and there's a lot of crossover there. I was I was a lot, you know, I was the only person with 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 disability that you know been packed out clubs with mm-hmm. hundreds of people in. So of course that was that was interesting to people. And I think that genuinely helped me uh you know find attention from when i when when i got to college 16 years old and and beyond that um, while that self-confidence was there and while i was able to make some of those wonderful long-term connections with people that i had that that i've just discussed you know like i say you know i got to 17 you know 17 18 19 20 21 etc and i was going to these you know clubs and bars and getting noticed because I, i was the only person with two sticks on the dance floor 
and I, you know, still am so, sometimes. Again, I see I see more of it now, which is wonderful. But that was interesting, and I truly believe that was my USP in these situations. Like, okay, well, if he can do that, what else can he do? Oh. You know, <laughs> and, and and you know, and I think that was it. And so, so for, and for me, I think going back to you know, I think I shared a little bit about it with you in the previous podcast. And I would like to publicly say, in case any of my previous partners uh, listen to this, thank you for your support and thank you for your understanding. Um, and I would like to apologise if I ever, if you ever felt like I treated you poorly. Um, and, and I will go into a little bit of that, that, that detail from a mental health perspective shortly. But when I got older and, and when I, you know, I had this approach and I, and I know I discussed it with you. Um, I had this approach where I had to achieve a lot of things. You know, so again, I had to go and, you know, I had to find, you know, I had to win a award. You know, once I won some awards, I had to, you know, do more stuff and I had to achieve more things. And the next best interview, the next biggest interview. And unfortunately, I lost sight of that connection that I had in my younger years, 16, 17, with people and just trying to connect with people on that level. And in my, you know, again, my, my sort of teenage years, I started to, I started to, um, Think of think of women in that way, and and, and when I well, let me I'll try and explain that and preface it. Um, like I, I obviously am very grateful for the connections and the friendships that I've had. I'm very very grateful for all the wonderful experiences I've had. But it got to you know I did get to a point where because you know I had ex person from my family's words in the back of my head and ex you know friends, you know, um, you know words in the back of my head. You know I was in I, I you know. Uh, you know, I had lovely relationships, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and I was really happy. But then I was like, hang on, hang on a second. Got to about 24. Well, hang on. I'm not really, I'm not really, not really experienced. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I'd had a, a, some lovely partners by then. But I was like, oh, maybe I should have some more because mm -hmm. maybe I won't be on my feet for much longer. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I need to experience more. And that led to me going for many, many years. And obviously I will talk if you guys have any more, you know, in-depth questions. Uh, I will talk honestly about it, but that was quite, I, I went through quite a self-destructive period where I was in and out of relationships and I was mistreating the people I was with. I was going from one person to the next person because I, you know, I was raised with this look for better, find better, you know, you, you know, that kind of thing, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, it was either you're not going to get it. So it was such a weird thing. It was like I was raised with, and hopefully this doesn't come across as confusing, but I was either raised with, you're not going to get it, so so don't worry about it. Or the flip side was, you must, you know, if you get it, get the best. Mm -hmm. So once I had the girlfriend, once I had the partner, if there was anything, um, if there was anything that somebody said to me that wasn't, you know, or anything like that, I took that to heart. I was always looking for the better, you know, you know, and that was quite, self-destructive i had some wonderful lovely experiences with some wonderful lovely people mm. that, that were genuine that genuinely cared about me quite you know a lot um you know and i was i was I, you know i've been you know like i say i've had lots of people love me and i've been very very lucky and hopefully that doesn't come across as an egotistical statement I, I'm, no. I'm very very grateful for the love that i have received from people and and i haven't necessarily um um treated that with the respect it deserves and obviously as i've got you know as i hit my late 20s and early 30s you know, I I did some work, obviously, to become a counsellor and, and was in mm. counselling and was able to reflect on that, you know. So, you know, I have had a lot and we'll talk again about the, the, the fun side of it in a minute. But I do, you know, I do want to kind of preface that again, growing up, going back to your question, you know, growing up, you know, I was raised with these sort of 
conflicting values of of a it was you're not going to get it so when i did get it i was like i want i want all of it mm. you know or, or b and, and then and then also once you get it get, get the best so you know what i mean if you can get it get the best so it was like okay well what's wrong you know you know and it's such an interesting reflection and something that's sort of really come to me over the last few days i've been prepared for prepared for this and this is actually um, something that I that I you know reflected on. It's quite a painful thing to think about. I was very very driven by appearance, uh, very very driven by appearance, which is uh, which is an odd thing, because that's not what I would hope someone would go mm. go for me. You know, it's not, I, mm. I I always want people to you know to look at me and see me for me. But I was always like, okay, well, oh that person has you know something that that person doesn't have. Oh, I'll have that. You know. And and that's a very self-destructive and quite disrespectful mm. way to 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 approach things. And I only, you know, that was you know about my behaviour. And you know, until until you know, as, like I say, it was when I started my counselling training, so four or five years ago, where I decided mm. to to stop that kind of um, negative behaviour, where I was, you know, I was always looking for the next best thing. And in, in, in the same way that I did with work, you know, it was the same mm. thing. So it was like, okay, what's the next opportunity? When you and it's not right to treat people in that way um can I ask my, a question in relation to that sorry of course you can yeah of course you can is sex was sex then because you mentioned about it being almost that self-destructive but then mm-hmm. you also said it's for striving to the next thing you know mm-hmm. you're in that phase of more awards more awards so mm-hmm. was it not sexual downfall that's not what I'm trying to say but sex was obviously something that you wanted as a form of achievement but it was also a mark of self-destruction yeah so so it was like it was like it's an interesting point yeah so it was and i've never really thought about it like that so it was a case of me um you know you know sort of saying you know f you subconsciously to all the people that said it wasn't going to happen for me Mm. and it was also again it was yeah it was it was yeah it was achieving things but when you're so focused and i and i had this problem with work too and i and i talked about it with you in the last one i've only you know in recent years started reconnecting with people that i lost friends that i lost uh, through work you know and through working mm. and becoming a workaholic and I and again I lost wonderful uh I've lost some wonderful individuals through through just again you know striving for the next thing the the you know quote-unquote better thing and and you know and that's you know that was really again that was really self-destructive because there was some again some absolutely lovely relationships all the way back to 1718 where I was first approached, you know, someone first, you know, floated the idea of of marriage and kids with me because they loved me. And, and I was very, again, in a very happy relationship at that time. But again, you know, again, it, it was about th- that point. I was like, OK, well, subconsciously, it's been about, well, I don't know how much longer I've got on my feet. Mm. You know, so I need to go and travel. I need mm. to go and work. I need to have as much sex as I possibly can do, if you understand what I mean. And, it, you know, it's not an earth, you know, like I say, it's, you know, by comparison to some people, it's not tons and tons, but but it's, do you know what I mean? It, it was a case where I had to make a conscious decision to to stop that behavior, because like I say, you know, like I've done with my work, I'm, I'm much healthier, happier, more content. And I'm still pushing myself in, in, you know, in terms of, you know, going on, you know, like I say, traveling and going around, but I'm now doing that. You know, it's it's less lonely. It's a very lonely lifestyle when you're working all the time and when you're going in and out of relationships just because, you you know, you're like, OK, well, what's the next thing? What's the best thing? And, and so going back to that point 
It's an interesting one. I think for a time, yes, sex was about achievement subconsciously. Um, and it was also, you know, like I say, it was also a subconscious FU to all the, you know, well, perhaps well-meaning at the time, you know, so, so this is again, the eighties, nineties and early two thousands, all the people that said it just wasn't going to happen for me. And it was just like, okay, well, if I do this, if I do this now and I do this with this person and then this with this person and then this with this person, et cetera, et cetera, then it's going to, um, it's going, I'm going to have a better experience, a better life experience. You're constantly searching for that, but actually it's in the, it's in the stopping, pausing and realizing I'm doing a lot of work. I'm living in the moment these days and going, actually, my life is amazing. I've got such a wonderful relationship and I'm really glad. Again, I've had such wonderful experiences with previous partners who've been very, very supportive, uh, you know, in the main um, uh, you know, very, very supportive and very, very nurturing and, and just really, really cool people. Mm. Um, but again, I haven't always given them the respect they deserve when it when it came to, you know, going, oh, oh, okay, well, oh, there's it's, it's like an ADHD thing. Oh, shiny, shiny thing, you know. And that's you know what I mean? And that, obviously the ADHD and the impulsivity comes into that too. And I have a better understanding of that now. Not that it's an excuse uh for, for some of that behavior, but you know, it is that case of oh shiny, okay, let's let's see, let's see what that is. And then, you know, but but again, it's not a not a great way to treat people. So I so I have uh, I, you know, I've kind of learned and grown from that, you know, so, you know, um late, later than I probably should have done, but certainly, certainly being able to reflect on that here is quite useful. Uh, but again as is the nature of this podcast, it has. If I if I try, I do a lot of work in counselling on reframing experiences. Yeah. Again, I, I can be very so I can be very self-deprecating when I talk about this stuff. I can go, oh well, I shouldn't have done this. And I'm trying to not use the word should a lot. You know, I could yes, I could have done that differently. I could have done that differently. I've I have again I I'll use this platform, I'll use your platform as a way to you know, publicly apologize for some of that behavior. I have, I have had private conversations with some of these people, uh, some, some of these wonderful people and apologize for my behavior, you know, but, but if I was to reframe it and go, you know, there's a different way I can look at it. I go, I'm glad of those experiences. And I had some fantastic experiences, both personally through wonderful relationships, you know, wonderful, uh, you know, again, times traveling uh, experiences, etc., and some, some flipping fantastic sex. So, you know, obviously we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we can talk about that if, you know, going forward, but I've had some, some, some wonderful experiences across the board with some, some lovely people. And of course, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never been happier than I am now with my, with my lovely partner, Emma. So it's a really good time to talk and reflect on this stuff. It's, it's wonderful to hear you talking about it because there's so many people that have probably done what you've done throughout their teenage and sort of early 20s and and just thought nothing of it the fact that you are so reflective on it I think is very is a very refreshing attitude to have my question I suppose I'm I'm about to dive in because I think I'm intrigued because you keep talking about it and I know everyone else is so you've talked a lot about in that last sort of answer you talked about shiny things and the next best thing Mm. so do you think in terms of your sexual experiences that you mm. had, mm. do you think you were getting bored as it was? Or do you think it was a case of, you know, you had, you know, you know, when they talk about people watching porn and they kind yes. of, they watch, they watch a certain type of porn. Everyone's got their kinks. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got what they watch. Yes. But eventually that kind of wears off and you need something a bit more. So was it a bit like that in the sense that you were like, you know, I'm just bored of sex in a bed job, right? And and I want something 
more or was it like I've got in my mind these experiences and was it almost like a checklist that you were like I want to do that I want to do that yeah it's it's more the checklist than it was the sex you know it was more okay well I want to achieve this and of course if you're in a relationship you you it's a whole thing it's a whole picture right so you know I'm very privileged again I've, I've, I've you know I'm trying to think right now of, of some bad sex that I've had. I've had some again wonderful, uh, wonderful experiences, and wonderful partners who've 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 you know we, we've had some great times in in that way. I think the, the the issue that I had the shiny thing was more about a wider experience, a little bit you know it was maybe a little bit of these things, you know what I mean. And if I'd have maybe paid more attention, maybe spent more time living in the moment, I could have had that with each of those people because they were absolutely you know in the like i say in the main absolutely fantastic people who are fortunately now living wonderful lives that, that they deserve um and, and i'm very very pleased for, for for these people uh that that i that i mentioned um but the huge shiny thing and it's something i have to keep in check to this day is you know a much wider thing it's down to oh i want to travel here i want to live here i want to i want to you know i want to have that experience. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a much wider, the, the, the shiny thing, the sex was a, was an ingredient in a much wider uh, issue that I had, that I, that I had to address for sure. But certainly I've never been bored in the bedroom. And that's a testament to, um, to uh, the wonderful people that I've had the privilege of, of being in relationships with for sure. Okay. Go on, spill the beans. Give us the details. Come, Come on. on. Tell us what well, you're well, 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 about you, the tick list. You, you, you're not you're not going to want all the you're not going to want all the details but basically i've never been i've never been pooed on um and i've never been <laughs> vomited thing? i've never been vomited on um but everything down i've tried and everything around that i've tried so um you, you know it, it's it's and it's a case of what that person's into I, i'm a very malleable human you know uh, you know again i have to be because i have to you know i have to uh you know i have to maneuver around somebody's bedroom i have to maneuver around their you know maybe, maybe their things i have to bend myself in different ways and i like to you know think that that's the way i'm you know from a sexual standpoint i will try everything you know and if so to be fair if somebody ever wanted to i'm just trying to think about it now i've never thought about it i, I don't know i'd probably draw the line at vomit if somebody wanted to take a dump on my chest no one's ever asked me <laughs> if, if emma you know what if emma said to me uh we've we, we you know we, we you know we've got our, we've got our kinks and obviously that's you know that's for for, for me and emma to to, to have um Yorkshire although, tea in the bedroom isn't it yeah, yeah we've actually well, we've, yeah we've, we've we've had that we've had the Yorkshire tea in the bedroom <laughs> uh, to be fair if Emma wanted to take a dump on my chest but we again it's I think you know we've talked about it I, like I say there's there's not there's you know we, we've got our limits but but I always say like you know I've always said if if somebody wanted to try something it's the first time I'm ever thinking about it properly you know so forgive me for having a thought pro- just no. on your on your podcast would I let someone <laughs> If they, if I love them, well, if they, you know, if they wanted to, would I let someone dump on my chest? Possibly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe if we're, maybe if we're in the bath, like, you know, wash it off quickly. Yeah, probably. Do you not think that would make you sick? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not having it in my mouth, love. Oh my God. You know? I, I don't know. I'm not. That's what I mean. I'd rather. Like, not far away from the mouth. Well, no, no, no. Maybe, maybe, maybe on my foot or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I've not really thought about it. Yeah, maybe the smell would be a bit. I don't know, man. I, I can definitely because the only thing I wouldn't, the only reason I wouldn't do the Vom thing is because I, you know, I don't know about you, man, but like 
and then it's a it's a genuine thing. I've got people. I know people that are into to to poop, and I know people that are into that, and that's their thing, and I respect that. But I always think I don't know what you guys are like. But if someone vomits, oh, I'm yeah, gonna vomit. Yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah. I even just even just thinking about it, I'm like, yeah. so so. There's no way. There's no way I would do that. But like, so you've say, never been in a position where you've gone. No, that's too far for me. You've never been put in a position where I'm sorry. No one's ever asked me. Like I say, I, you know, again, first time I've ever thought about it. No one's ever said, Dom, I want to take a dump on your chest. Um, some people have. I know what I'm not into. I know what I'm not into. I had a, I have, I have been dressed as a schoolgirl. I have been, uh, I believe the term is pegged, uh, where, you, you know, with a, you know, with a, uh, an, an appendage uh, for a partner. I've tried that because they were really into that. Um, they they were really wanted to try it. I have got a very tight bum. It's a CP <laughs> bum. Uh, so to know so, so that you just you know Emma really loves it. Thankfully, Emma really likes my tight bum. She's not into that. So and I know that that's not something that I would do again. If Emma was like to me, Emma said to me, Dom, I want to peg you tonight. I'd be mm. like, cool, let's shave me bum, open it up, yeah, let's go, right? But but like. You know, I know she's not into that, and I and it's, I remember it being quite painful. You know, for me it was quite painful. Not some. The other thing was getting uh, knife play. I've tried a bit of that. Knife play. What the hell is that? Uh, okay. Well, I, I once had a uh, again lovely, lovely person who's uh, you know still a big part of my life and a great friend, uh, doing very well. Uh, just into a knife play. She uh, we, we were having sex and she held a knife to my throat. You know, I tried that. I've also had stuff. I've also had stuff. Uh, again, I've, I've I've tried. Again, I told you everything down, everything around. Wow. I've 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 had thing. I've had bit. I've been tied up. I've been. Oh, yeah. I've been. Yeah. I've been. Yeah. I've been whipped. I've I've, I've had. You know. Again. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, the, the the knife stuff. You know. Yeah. Like I say, it was was quite intense. Um, I, I don't. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. My problem is is if someone sneezes. Is there uh, yeah, on top no, of you absolutely. with a knife? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I've had it like dragged down me, things like that. But yeah, mm. but there's a lot of trust. There's a lot of trust in that, you know. Mm. Like I say, there's a lot of trust and a lot of confidence. And I, I would always say, as, as a preface to anybody who's looking to experience some of this stuff, because it can go wrong, yeah. and you, all you need to do is Google it and find out that it has gone wrong for people. Uh, is a conversation, obviously. Say, you know, things like safe words. Uh, obviously, you know, consent. <laughs> you know, make sure you have a conversation. Again, I'm very, very privileged to, to have been well connected. Uh, I'm, I'm very well connected to, to to the previous people that I've been with, and we've always had quite public, honest, you know, conversations about things. Especially because I twitch, for example. Do you know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. when when the when the other person wanted me to try it, I was like, okay, I'll do it, but here's here's the limitations, and here's, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I might jerk a little bit, so I'm going to make sure I can only jerk this way and not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. when I say jerk, I mean my hand, not anything else. But, you know, that's <laughs> another story. Um, you know, so so things like that, you've got to have a, a very public and honest conversation and, and obviously work around, uh, you know, your disabilities, differences and, and things like that. Like I say, I've, 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 I've done, I've used sex swings. I've used, you know, I've used all kinds of different aids. Um, fortunately for me, I am able to, I have quite a bit of upper body strength. So it enables me to get a good thrust if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, please do stop me if I'm if I'm uh, going over the top with my description. No, not at all. No. Uh, obviously, you've got to keep it, got to keep it, uh, you know, you know, so so it can be used in the public. I'm very lucky to have the upper body strength, and it's one of the great things about CP. Other than having a tight bum, um, <laughs> tight CP bum, as Emma likes to call it, um, uh, uh, you know, is the, is the upper body strength. So it means that I can hold. 
somebody or I can hold mm -hmm. myself up. And if and if obviously that that isn't the case for everyone, again, you, there are there are swings, there are chairs, uh, you know, that are that are available. At, I, I would say reasonable prices, you mm -hmm. know. Um, all you know, thirty pounds, all the way up to you know a few hundred pounds, depending on the quality of the chair and the support. These aids are available. There are numerous online catalogs of 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 sex aids for for people with neurodivergence and disability. But I would say, you know, and like I say, workarounds for everything. But paramount to to this conversation is is of course consent and and making sure you have a clear and honest and open conversation because there's no way going back to uh, the conversation that that I would you know that it, that if 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 somebody had previously just squatted over my face and decided that they were going to take a dump, I'd be like, hang on, what are you doing? We haven't <laughs> talked about this yet. Whoa, put it back in, suck it back up. What's it doing there? Put, put it back up there. That's not coming out. You know, I would need a very clear conversation about what that was happening, you know, what was happening, yeah. you know, before it happened, you know? So, um, so yeah. Uh, so I think that's a very clear and open and honest conversation yeah. that, that, uh, that you would need to have with somebody and, 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 you know, consent is a very, very important yeah. thing. And uh, I love how you have, you're pretty much saying that CP has not stopped you from exploring. And if there has been a, not a barrier, but a, Oh, okay. We're going to have to find another way around this. You find the other way around it. And yes. I, I really like that. That's yeah. Cause, yeah, I think that's just yeah. a really powerful message. And I think there's obviously a great deal of privilege to, you know, in terms that I have in terms of my movement that I mm. that I know I worked really hard for, you know, lots of physio, lots of very painstaking operations when I was younger. Mm. But there will be people listening to this that don't have that mobility. And I want to be very clear. I have friends with a taxi, I have friends with numerous disabilities where they are confined to a chair, perhaps, or they have a limited range of movement. And let me tell you, you know, they have found ways. Again, you utilize these stores, utilize these um, platforms that are talking publicly about sex for people with disabilities and neurodivergence. Uh, to use these stores that are available. You know, get some of these products because you can have a very, and, and all of my friends who have, well, a, well, a number of uh, my friends that have disabilities have very wild, weird and wonderful and way more weird and wonderful uh, li sex lives than I than I have had. And some wonderful experiences, and you know it doesn't. It hasn't stopped them if they've been in a chair. It hasn't stopped them if they've had a, a difficult range of movement or a challenging range of movement. There mm -hmm. are workarounds for everything. I believe, obviously, I, I want to preface in my experience. I believe there be to be workarounds for everything, and the people that I have seen have found workarounds for everything. Mm -hmm. if, but but if you are listening to this and you and, and you would like to talk to me about you know your own experience, and and I, I have done that. I have. I've had conversations with friends and family who have dated people with disabilities and wanted to know how things were possible. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I am an accessibility consultant. I've, I haven't done it professionally and I, and I would not want to do that, uh, you know, from a, from a sex standpoint, but I'm happy to, if you want to tweet me, if you want to email me and, and ask me questions about how things might be possible for you, if you've never thought about it, then I'm certainly happy to do that. And, and I'm very, very confident that if I don't know something, and if I and this is the same again, I think I've talked to you about it before. It's the same way I approach business. If I don't know something, I will be able. I will know somebody who knows something who yeah. knows. Do you know what I mean? I will happily signpost and happily direct you to to places if if I feel you know it is appropriate um, to do that. I, I believe it is possible these days for everyone to find enjoyment in sex in some way. Do you think that leads on quite nicely to the next question? Um, because. 
everywhere that you seem to see sex and I'm talking everywhere from TV to film mm-hmm. to adverts to, I don't know, even sort of like Anne Summers type shops that have the things hanging in the window. It all comes across very able-bodied. And mm-hmm. do you feel that disabled sex is kind of erased from the public view? Or do you think it is portrayed enough? It's just not in the mainstream kind of channels. Yeah, it goes back to the conversation we had in the last podcast. Things can always be improved. Uh, I see now, um, I see uh, numerous organisations and things who are now in a fashion sense looking looking at, you know, models with disabilities and difference to promote clothes. And I, and I do think we're a few years away, you know, hopefully sooner from, from again, um, disability, uh, sorry, uh, disability and neurodivergent sex being now being championed. I think it's coming. Uh, no pun intended. I, I I do really think it's coming, and I think that people will, you know, more sites and more platforms are uh, discussing sex now with people with uh, disabilities and neurodivergence. More platforms, so I think in a public setting, I think we're going to see more of that um, out there. You know what I mean? It, 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 we are going to see more of that around there. You know, I know that uh, you know Scope has a, a section on their website. Uh, that that you know for, to, to give advice and things like that. There are also you know uh, numerous sites and platforms uh, that you can go on, which has you know guides to sex positions and things like that. So it is possible, you know. To, again, it is possible that more and more uh, we are going to see, um, you know, um, we are going to see that in the public eye and in imagery and in things like that. Um, but certainly, again, a lot of the major charities, your scopes, main caps, etc., are, are, you know, you know, having that conversation, um, you know, and, and making it a public debate, you know, which I think is a wonderful thing. And I think can only it can only be beneficial in the long term. But like I say, it is it's something that needs to be improved. But there are books out there. There are platforms out there. Just just give it a Google, uh, you know, you know, as you can do and you will find some resources. But like I say, if there's anything you 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 can't find or anything you you want to know from you know want to just chat to me i'm happy to to offer some advice and support if i can but going back to your question i think more and more we're seeing again you know uh charities support networks talk about sex um and, and talk about uh you know talk about it in an open manner in terms of a public you know in terms of how that translates into a public into the public world with models things like that etc i think we're a few years away from it and but i but i certainly do see it i certainly do see it you know in the circles that i run in uh like i say you know you know in the disability community in the neurodivergent community obviously I, you know you know in previous years in you know when in the, in the fetish community i I've, I've seen it talked about openly and honestly of course you know i have numerous friends that are sex workers um and uh you know and and talk about again neurodivergence in that sense and i think disability is coming is becoming more and more um noted uh mm. in a sex context and more and more i'm not going to say accepted because i think it's always been i would like to think in the circles that i have run in mm. it is it has always been accepted perhaps in the alternative communities uh neurodiverse communities fetish communities i do believe it has always been accepted because mm. uh, that's what i've seen but in terms of the wider wider world, uh, you know, again, you know, places like Scope, Maincap, et cetera, are kind of helping out with that conversation. And hopefully this podcast will as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the more people are aware that, yeah, yeah, people with disabilities can have a, a, a wonderful, diverse 
uh, interesting sex life. The, the more the more that is known and, and made public, the better it, the better things will be. Can I go back to what you said about the fetish element? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that people do have different kinks and different fetishes, and disability might or probably is considered a fetish amongst some people. Is that an is that an area that you've kind of experienced? Yeah. In other words, have you been used for sex, Dom? Um, I, I think I've had. I, I definitely maybe I've started like that, but then uh, you know maybe once they've had the I, I don't know maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, but sometimes I've I've had a couple of situations where where you know one night stands have turned into you know full blown relationships and stuff. So maybe so maybe I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? Uh, but certainly I've been I've been stopped in the street. I've been snogged in the street by a few people just so people can say, you know, uh, as you know, I've been stopped in nightclubs and, and people have gone. This is my like just because that, that happened to me. The most notable was somewhere in Scarborough. Someone said to me, oh, do you know? You're you're quite attractive, you aren't you? You know, so I get that a lot. You know what I mean? Which is lovely. Again, lovely, and I'm very again, you know, so flattered. Yeah, like I say, I choose to be flattered when that sort of mm. happens. Obviously, I can make the choice to be like, you know, f you, you know, or something. Mm. But but you know, like I say, I've had, you know, like I say, I've had a lot of. So can you do it then? The old crotch, I crotch back to eye, back to crotch. You know, look, and uh, yeah, but I, you know, like I say. Maybe maybe I would have maybe I would have had some, you know. Again, that self confidence comes into play because I always think I should have gone. Uh, yeah, would you like me to show you? You know mm. what I mean. I always think. Um, but but yeah. Um, well, damn damn it, I've gone off topic. But the, 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 like I say, um, yeah, can you can you repeat the question so I don't just carry okay, on? I was, down. Go- I was going down the road of disability fetish. Yeah, yeah disability. Yeah. So again, maybe yeah, maybe for those people that have said those things to me, maybe it is. I have absolutely had many random kisses with people. Uh, that were like, oh, that was interesting, or you know, um, I, I remember having, you know, getting kissed in the street, and someone went, oh, that first time for that, you know. Yeah. I certainly have, I certainly have been approached when I used to DJ in York. I've been approached saying I've never had sex with someone with a disability. Would you be interested? Me and my partner are interested, as in, you know, you know, some kind of, uh, some kind of three way. Uh, I've been, I've had plenty of offers like that, so I know it is a thing. Um, uh, I have friends. I have friends that that, that that indulge that, and that's part of their fetish. They, they, you know, they, like I say, you know, each to their own, effectively. Uh, but have I ever been used for sex? No one's ever told me that they used me for sex. Um, I, I, certainly, certainly, I've been told that that what was supposed to be a one night thing became something because mm. you know maybe it was my wobbly legs. You know, maybe maybe it was maybe it was my tight butt. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know that maybe maybe you know. So they stuck around. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But in, in, you know, direct answer to your question. No one's ever told me they've used me for sex. Um, mm. uh, but I've certainly been offered for that reason. Oh, I've never had sex with someone with a disability. Would you be interested? You know, and and I've had the kiss in the street and the first, you know, first time for that kind of thing. Yeah. Dom, this has been um possibly one of my most favorite chats of all time yeah. this is amazing um but we do have to wrap up because we've been chatting a while so I kind of want to like we did last time hand the floor over to you for the final sip and I don't know how you want to end it whether you want to talk about any more of your experiences or if you want to end it in terms of how you feel that people should be talking about sex and disability mm-hmm. but the floor is yours uh yep. 
take it away. Yep, absolutely. So I've only, I would say this, uh, I obviously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little older, so I kind of missed the dating app thing. Um, but what I would encourage is uh, obviously I, I, I've used a couple in my time and I chose uh, in those times not to include my disability in that. Uh, certainly the first few times I did, you know, I did in my, I think I've only ever used it three times and I did on my third time. I included it. I would encourage people to be more open minded. And this, if this chat does anything, when you are on Tinder or whatever de uh, dating site you are and somebody has in their profile, I have a neurodivergence, I have a disability. I would encourage you, if you are able bodied, to be open minded. I once did an article for the Metro based around the um, uh, what was it called? The Undateables. I always found that program to be um intolerable that not not because i i love the idea of again people people seeing you know what was possible for someone with disabilities but it was their use of you know circus music and things like that that i didn't uh, like but you know anything that again promotes uh disabled you know sex and disability is great uh, but i remember doing a poll at the end of that article and it was something and this was only like oh, it was quite a long what time ago now to be fair eight years ago something along those lines maybe longer time is such a weird thing uh these days um but the poll was would you date someone with a disability and it was like something like 80 said no and 20 you know the rest of people said yes and this was like you know again it was it was not you know, we're not talking the 80s here. We're not talking the 90s or the early 2000s. We're talking, you know, within within the last uh, 10 years. And I was quite shocked by that. So one of the things I would I would say, if you're listening to this and you're a fan of the Strong Tea podcast, um, you know, and you, and you go back to this and you get a match or somebody of someone with a disability and neurodivergence, let me tell you, you know, please open your mind. Please, please, please don't just... You know, you know, look at that. We, you know, I would like to think we are we are way past those times. But I understand that these days where you can always again, you can find something better, you know, better, quote unquote, you know, in the next swipe or whatever. You're always searching for, for for something else. And I think it's a you know, it's a little bit of a throwaway culture. But going back to you, you, you the point, I would encourage you to have an open mind, because let me tell you. The people that I know have disabilities, uh, you know, they have a, they they really love sex and they're really good at it and they really enjoy it and it's really something that that that, uh, that is fantastic. So I, I think you'd be missing out on some wonderful experiences if you just swipe based on an assumption of what what is possible and what what that person can do without meeting them, without experiencing them, and without having a conversation. You know, and, and like I say, the other thing is, like I say, we're talking about some quite we've talked about some quite kinky things. We've talked about some quite uh, some quite uh, diverse sexual experiences. All of that stuff. You know, I had I had open and honest conversations before they happened and I would continue to do that now. None of these things I would just do, you know, um, so so consent is very, very important. Uh, but certainly, you know, you never know what you, you like I say, de definitely, you know, open your mind just like like I say. And I can't necessarily say to you, open your mind, you know, open, open your mind and, and try X, Y and Z experience uh, once you're in the bedroom because it might not work for you. But certainly you know before you turn down that date before you turn down that you know you know whatever it is you know whatever context it is before you turn it down certainly go in with an open mind because you will you uh you know you again you might have the experience of a lifetime across the board not necessarily just sexually i think i think people are um very quick to make prejudgments i, I know it's a human thing i know we all do it we we you know it's a very quick thing but but the best experiences i've had across the board in my life 
life have been when I have, uh, you know, when I've um, gone for the experience go and not and, and checked my prejudgment. Why am I thinking like that? Why am I? Where's that judgment coming from? And then I've gone and I've had, a, you know, some of the best experiences in my life across the board. Um, so certainly one thing I would I would leave you guys with is is just open your mind. You know, again, oh, if, if you're interested in, you know, being tied up in the bedroom, open your mind to that. If you're interested in what whatever with some of the things we've talked about today, absolutely give it a try. Uh, consent is key. But but in the first instance, in the first instance, if you're using whatever dating site you're using or whatever, you know, whatever club you're in, whatever bar you're in, you know, if, if you strike up a conversation and it goes it goes that way, certainly open your mind to it because you could have a wonderful experience. Don't don't let anybody's preconceptions, prejudgments, anything like that, um, you know, um, uh, you know, cloud, cloud your 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 interest in a person or your intrigue in a person and, and, and to, you know, to, to end, to, to end there just quickly again, you know, I've had the privilege of having some people say to me, you've changed my, <laughs> you've changed my thoughts on these things. I didn't know that was possible, but now I do. Uh, that was, that was awesome. Again, very, very privileged, um, you know, um, to, to have some of those experiences, like again, you know, um, th th some of them have been better than others, of course. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, um, I I've certainly had some wonderful experiences and I've been able to change people's perceptions of what someone's capable of, you know, in the bedroom and otherwise. And because of that, and they've taken that knowledge on and, and, and educated other people. And so that's one of the things, again, you never know what you're missing out on if you make that prejudgment. So, so, uh, open, open up your world and your bum hole, if that's what you're into, <laughs> uh, you know, and try, try, try everything, you know, just like I did. There you go. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, Dom. I mean, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Once again, have learned so much from you and just, yeah. Thank you so much for just your honesty, for just teaching us because, yeah, just having, being humble as well and just coming on and letting us ask you these questions and just being honest all in the name of trying to educate and teach other people. So thank you so much. Thank you. And, of course. Yeah, just absolutely. Anytime, fun. anytime. Thank you oh. again. Thank you for your your kindness and your understanding and 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 your ability to to listen. It is wonderful. Thank you. Because again, as I did with the last one, uh, some stuff I've never been asked before. Like I say, I've never I've never I've never thought about it before. Whether it was a, a sexual thing or, or just a conversation like this, and I could continue to talk to you guys for for hours. So I really appreciate your time, and I hope it does support people. And again, just quickly. You know, you can find, the, I guess, the most appropriate platform for something like this is wobbling about and rocking out. Uh, Waro.co.uk, W-A-R-O. Uh, the, the website is there. If you want to talk about sex uh, with me or you want to, you know, want to have a conversation or want to tell your story. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what Waro is for. We are all about um, showing and promoting people's stories with accessibility, disability, neurodivergence, etc. So if you want to tell your story. Uh, then absolutely that is that is something we can do if you need any advice or support i will absolutely uh, do my best to give it to you uh, and of course uh, finally continue to support the strong tea podcast because it's about Yay. tea and about deep conversations and i love both those things <laughs> brilliant we'll put all the links and everything to uh, dom's platforms and waro ooh, as well ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, i'll ooh, go ooh. i'll go deep on something oh um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe, maybe we should call this Dom. Dom goes deep. Yeah, there you go. Or oh, deep into Dom, I guess. Oh. Deep into Dom. There you go. 
Here you go. You can do that if you want. Oh, I love that. that. Brilliant. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> so I had to, had to, nailed it. Ah! Um, sorry, I had to, had to end on a terrible, terrible pun. pun. I do apologize. Yeah. 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 I love but it. that's now going to be the title of the podcast. There you Thank go. You. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you've liked what you've heard, then you can support us too by buying us a coffee. Go to our webpage and you'll find the support us section. Just click on there and you can buy us a Yorkshire tea, bird and blend tea, a coffee, Prosecco, G and T, sex toy, another trip to Amsterdam. Those kind of things would be awesome. Um, but once again, thank you to Dom. Thank you, thank Katie. You, oh, thank you very much, Ricky. That's all right. Yeah, thank you both. <laughs> No, thank you, thank you Dom. Yeah. A wonderful three-way. Anyway. Yeah, what a wonderful three-way. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I'll be over, right? Okay. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from her. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye.